0: so 30 years ago when i gave my heart to the lord probably better if i keep my eyes shut (laughs) um we recognize you know pastor ian for those of you that might not know was born in uh, uganda africa and god spent years really just awakening because we had no contact whatsoever with africa no contact whatsoever with the call of God on that nation in our lives. and um, But all of the while his auntie, Sister John, who many of you have heard about and we talked to you about her over the years, spent 40 years in Africa um, and working with women predominantly and working in war areas where there were Um, convents of things and as she progressed and having different amounts of leadership. In um, 2005, I think, um, the Lord called me to go to China and when I went to China, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, there's a place called there, I want you to go there and I will speak to you when you get there. It's a long way to go for God to talk to you. I spent 24 hours on a very uncomfortable train ride where God set me up. I was on a trip with, I think there were 12 of us, and I was separated from my whole group in a completely different car on the train by myself. And there were bunks that were probably about this far apart. One on the bottom, one on the top, one on the bottom, one on the top. And I was on the top bunk, and at the time I had blonde hair, and you didn't see blonde hair in China. So I had this gentleman who was this far away from me and spent the whole night staring at me, and I had my blanket over my head. <laughs> but God, God knows what he's doing. And when I'm thinking, you know, you pray about things, and you think, Lord, okay, I will go if you will take care of every detail. And then we find ourselves sometimes in life in very uncomfortable situations where you're thinking, okay, Lord, this doesn't seem good. But we trust God, amen? We're journeying in faith and we're journeying in trust to receive the inheritance that's ours, the promise of God that is there for each and every single one of us. So in that 24-hour train ride, the portion of time where I was supposed to be sleeping, the Lord spoke to me about Africa. And he told me that Auntie Sister John, who we had no contact with, or really not much other than a desire, we knew that, that there was a call, but we didn't understand what it was. The Lord spoke to my heart, and He said that we were to go to, uh, that we were to, go to Africa, that it was time, and that we were to go and spy out the land. So, um, I don't know if it was a year or two years later, I think it was, um, Auntie Sister John had, had passed, and he basically said that she had, um, the baton had been dropped, and um, that we were supposed to pick it up and carry on hallelujah um thank you lord when we look at the story in the in the book of second kings in chapter two we see that elijah is at a place where god is about to take him home and as he's taking him home there's this thought in the mind of elijah that he must have a successor there is this idea that each and every one of us god desires would be inside of us that we would pe- be provoked by this thought that says, what will we leave behind? What will others learn from us? And that became very real in our lives when Auntie Sister John, who had spent 40 years in Africa, and we never had an opportunity to see her work other than to go to convents and hear what other people were doing. See, one of the things about life is that we can't take people, every one of us has a dream that's inside of us and it's the dream of God, but we can't take people where we have not gone ourselves. And God's desire in this idea of legacy, what, what Elijah, can I have a Kleenex please? This is a wet one for my under eyes and it's not working for my nose. <laughs> can I just say for those of you also, can I just say, I hope you're okay, I just gotta get this out. And I pray it makes sense. My whole body is just shaking. Um, uh, During the altar ministry, I'm telling you, David Gom, I'm telling you, you are a healed man of God. And I told you, it started with you. Um, The Lord drew my attention to you and I was going to run over to you, and then I felt like the Lord said, just wait. I was not expecting to have an altar call. In the back room, I heard you know, God is jealous, and I heard like a lion roar. Now I'm, I'm okay. Um, God is so jealous of us, and he does not take lightly what the enemy does in our lives. And so every single one of you that came to the altar today, I'm telling you by the power of God that was flowing through my physical body that God did something in you. And, and as pastor is saying, don't let go of it. If, it. if it's nothing else but to continue to, and if you didn't move out of your seat, the presence of God is big in this house, but you just continue to do what might be uncomfortable for you, and that is at the very least begin to do something, begin to move something. There's something about hearing a word of God, but we often see the manifestation when we move on what God says. We move on what he says. We don't just hear what he says, but we, we bow to the words that he speaks and then we step out and we obey them. That's when we see the difference in our lives. And so I'm telling you that God has, he literally has touched your physical bodies. If it's nothing else, do something and just begin to declare that you're thankful that God has healed you, that you're thankful that God has healed you. I know when we were in Africa, and I I hope you don't mind me telling this, but literally we are getting ready to board our plane, and I get a call to one of the girls' room and basically says, you know, it's coming out of both ends, and it has been all night, and I go in there, and I'm like, you know, if nothing else, stick that iPod in your ear and just begin to say over and over and over again, get your clothes on because we got a plane to catch. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. And it was a matter of as we came together, the other thing I felt like the Lord drew my attention to is this is strength, guys. This is strength. Your brothers and sisters, I mean, we come, this is school. We come here to learn about the nature of God so that when we journey in life with the legacy and the dreams that he's placed in our heart, that we actually finish That we are actually those who complete what he has asked us to do that we don't get so sidetracked in life but the other thing that we draw from when we're in this place is the strength of brothers and sisters that is real power that is real power i mean in my house we have this funny outlet that if you stick more than you know you're on the side of the house and two of us are blow drying it's too much power going into one outlet and we blow the fuse that's very real when there are a lot of us that gather in the place, there, there's a lot of power. Jesus in, is in every single one of us and there is a lot of the representation of him that's in this room and we're a house of prayer. Hallelujah. So we have this idea of a legacy. What's a legacy? A legacy basically is this thing where, you know, God hand, there's something that's handed down from us. And and Pastor talks about this global mandate in this house. And that's what he, he you know, if you read the quote up there that, you know, when we met Father Frank and we went back to Africa and you know, we had all of these grandiose ideas and Father Franks basically said to us is, you know, Ian, we need a thousand pastors that know what they're doing that will come here, that will basically bring healing to the hearts of people. I mean, they've been in 25 years of war, but the truth of the matter is, and this is one of the things as we would have morning devotionals every day with the kids that I would say to them, you know, it's so important for us to wake up and recognize the church that God has called us to. He's called us to a house of transformation. He's called us to a house of healing. And even though, you know what, people have smiles on their faces when we go out in the streets, they may have been in 25 years of war, but the truth of the matter is that there are some people who walk our streets in this region, and maybe some of you are, that are even here this morning that would say, I've been in 25 years of war, and I am experienced the, experiencing the effects of that. God's desire is that we would allow through his presence and the coming together and the strength of being taught that we would understand yes there is a dream of God in you yes there is a desire of God that's in you and his desire first and foremost as we learned on Wednesday night is to find out what his true nature is like so that when we walk and he asks us to do sometimes silly things like go to China when it seems totally off the radar and go to this end of the train where you're all by yourself with all of these men and and, and they're staring at you all night but god knows in the midst of it that you are totally safe and something that is about to rock your world when you will trust god god spoke to me in january of this year and he said tina there are certain things that you will never see there's certain things you will never see without sacrifice i also got probably the worst prophetic word but i realized it was a word for the church and the word was this idea of jacob and esau and the word was don't sell your birthright there is a legacy there is a dream don't sell yourself short when i went to africa on the last few days my sister had i don't know if i spoke to her for a second or sent me a text and she said i can't wait to hear all of the things that god has done inside of you and i said "Why well, i spend so much time ministering that god hadn't said anything to me other than what I was ministering to other people about and for and that night I just said to her by faith yes I will tell you the things that the Lord has spoken to me and that was the only night in the whole time that I was away that I had a dream from the Lord and in the dream the Lord showed me that he gave me a new pair of shoes I believe that was prophetic for our church I believe it was not for me but when God said for us not to sell our birthright I think essentially what I realized is like God I didn't want to go to Africa but I went you told me in January Tina there's some things in life that unless you sacrifice you will not receive and then he spoke to me about the right of the firstborn so in all of it God is saying you know there is a dream there is a legacy there's something that he's placed on the inside of each and every one of us but sometimes it's scary Sometimes it means going on a train. Sometimes it means going to places. Sometimes it means doing things that don't make sense. But the beautiful thing about the inheritance that we have is the firstborn. As we look in the book of 2 Kings, we have this amazing thing when we see Elijah and Elisha. See, there's this thing about our lives where we get to the place where we realize that, that in the same measure that we know God, That is the only place that we can lead others to. God wants us to wake up to this idea of of legacy. He wants us to wake up to this idea of birthright that we have in Christ, to this idea of inheritance. And he wants us to realize that the double in our life that's come through Jesus Christ is the gift of the Holy Spirit. We carry the double portion. We have the super of God on our natural, the life of Christ that's inside of us. And when you look in the book of 2 Kings, you see that as a beautiful example because, you know, when Elijah goes across, I mean, they go go through this journey and that's kind of what I want to take a few minutes and just walk through with you is this journey of legacy, this journey of inheritance. What does it look like to receive the double portion of God? What what goes on inside of us? What are the thoughts that go inside of us? What's the transformation that God's doing inside of our lives to bring us to the place where we realize that through Christ, the life of God is in us now. And it, it changes everything. It makes dead things come to life. But we can possess the greatest gift holy spirit sorry who's prepared and willing to journey with us every second of every day and allow us to do it supernatural but if we don't ever wake up to the fact that he's not mad at us all of these things that we learn when we come to school So that we can actually jump up on his lap and allow him then to begin to take us to a bigger place where life is not just about us and everything that I'm going through. See, part of the double portion, when you look in a family, what you see is the firstborn would receive the double portion. And all of that was, it wasn't like he got more than everybody else. There was a double portion that was given to him because there's this understanding that each one of us need to possess The double portion is a representation of this idea that God has an estate. God has brought us to a place where his desire is that we would wake up to the needs of people all around us. And that he will add his super to our natural to be a blessing to them. That His through his life that flows through us, his desire is to love and to care for people around us. But the double portion means that when we focus on the things of God, when we focus on dreams, when we focus on the destiny of God, the double portion means that God takes care of me. See, the lie is that if I give my life away, that I will lose my life. And God's desire as we walk into this year, this year of grace and 777 where God uh, drops that finisher's anointing on our life that we can't finish something that we've dropped the baton to. And what God's desire today is to bring us to the place where we realize is that Holy Spirit is here to empower us to pick those things up again that we may have dropped through, through, through hopelessness or working really hard and never seeing the results of those things where he could bring us, bring us to the end. When you, in, in 2 Kings chapter 2, there's three places that Elijah um, walks with Elisha and, and basically, so here's what's going on is Elijah is getting ready to go home and so he needs a successor. He knows there's a legacy. He knows there's an inheritance. He knows it's not over with him. And you hear Pastor Ian talk about that, that this is a church that will last for a thousand generations. God's desire is that we would finally get to the place where we trust him, we could get ourselves off of our minds. Because there's so many other people that he desires to put on our minds. But that will only happen when we journey with the Lord and we actually get to the place where we can trust him with our lives. So Elijah basically is trying to get rid of Elisha And he says the lord is calling me to go to bethel bethel is that place where we see that example of abraham where you know abraham hears from god even though you know he doesn't know exactly where he's going the scripture tells us he moves with god he's fully persuaded and he takes god at his word just like the sign says out front bethel is the representation of a journey a journey of faith Of hearing what God is saying and declaring to him God I trust you with my life I hear what you're saying God and my desire is to obey you I will move I will move and God's response to a life that says that what he said basically to Abraham that day when Abraham heard what God was saying and he moved despite the discomfort because he allowed himself to be fully persuaded in the nature of God God basically said to him I will bless the world through you they move on to this place called Jericho Jericho and these are the journeys that we take as we as we walk into that place of finishing as we walk into the place of seeing our dreams or that the legacy that baton that's been passed to us we got a we got a journey with the Lord it's one thing for you to be in a race and somebody to hand you a baton it's a completely different thing to be prepared And I believe that's what the Lord is doing with us today is he's showing us that, you know what, you might have journeyed with God and the enemy might have come in and he may have won temporarily. But it's God's desire that we would pick up that baton and that we would finish in the name of Jesus. There are far too many people that never finish. There are far too many people that never even begin the journey of God in their lives. The second place that they that they go to is this place of Jericho and all the while Elijah is basically trying to get rid of Elisha and he is he's just like you know shaking a dog off his leg and he's just like I will not let you leave me there's got to be a determination just like there was in the life of Elijah Elisha when it comes to the dreams and the plans of God because the enemy will come in in so many different ways in our life and co- try to cause us to be shaken from the plan of God Jericho is a representation of a journey of trust. It's a representation, just like we have on that board out front, when we come to the place that we we get to where we say, we believe that what God promised, God will do. Grace. What God promised, God will do. I love that scripture that declares, in quietness and in confidence is our strength. The journey of of jericho the journey of trust is a place where our human plans die where faith in god takes over we can see it in the scripture when moses is gone and joshua is there and he gets the instruction from the lord to be quiet and blow a trumpet makes no sense to the head but joshua marched around a city that was impossible to conquer in the natural he knew that if god said it he would do it the third place that Elisha journeyed with elijah was jordan jordan is a representation of a journey of moving in to possess our inheritance in christ we got a journey in faith where we get to the place in god where we hear and believe we got a journey In trust where we hear the words of God and we step out and we're we're just when we've heard from God we're just quiet our flesh and all our plans and all our reasoning are quiet and we just get to the place where we trust God and do exactly what he says I don't want to go God but it's my will it's not convenient God but it's my will. I'm afraid, God, but it's my will. I don't feel like I have what it takes, God. We see in the beginning of the story that elijah and elisha once they go to these places the jordan is a place where we choose each one of us chooses i believe today is a day of choice where we come to the place where we realize that god has something for us and just like the jealousy of god the roar of the lion for his children to protect their destiny there would be something as we hear the heart of our father that would rise inside of us what is he so protective over me yes of course but there's a plan there's a purpose there's a destiny in God that he's jealous for in your life that won't be lost And it's something that each and every one of us do on our own with the Lord, where we come to the place of choice, where we realize that God has something for me and I am going in, I am going after it. I will not be shaken, I will not be stopped. It's a radical decision that shakes off every demon that shakes off every lie and negative emotion. And just like God is not a respecter of persons, one day I woke up and the Lord said to me, the devil bugs everybody. He bugs everybody. He bugs everybody. And God's desire as we learn about, there's, there's, that there's things that are being handed down to us as a ministry, nations, nations callings purposes for our children and our children's children we're in such a prophetic season where God's desire is that we the church would begin to know that we have a double portion Just like he said to Elisha that day when they crossed over the Jordan and Elijah knows that God is with him and he takes his mantle and hits the water and they cross the Jordan and Elisha's with him and it's got nothing to do with Elisha but he's like holy cow that's awesome. And then Elijah says to him, on the other side of that, as he journeys through Bethel, and he journeys through Jericho, and he journeys through Jordan, and they cross the Jordan, he hits the water. The water is a representation of every obstacle that you have to overcome through the strength of the Lord and get to the other side. But the amazing thing when you look at Elijah in this story is he crosses over, he has this conversation with Elisha and he says to him, so what do you want? Of course, Elisha witnesses all of these miracles in this like amazing light show. And so he's just like what so many of us say, God, I want to be just like you. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll lay my hands on people but there's a journey. There's a buffeting. There's a journey, but there's grace and strength to finish. So he crosses over and he says to him, what do you want? Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. I love what's on you. We're kind of like that when we see great men and women of God and we're just like, can I just like, you know, rub shoulders with you? I just want to be around you. I often feel like that with Jesus. So many people just around him great things that were going on in, in his life. Elijah's, Elijah's response to Elisha when he asked for a double portion of, of his spirit, he says, you've asked me a hard thing. And I believe the reason that he said what you asked me is hard is because it was not Elijah's to give. It was only something that God could give. That Elisha had to choose Elisha had to go through the place of faith with God. He had to go through the place of trust. He had to go through the Jordan where there was a determination that rose inside of his heart concerning this call, concerning this purpose, concerning this plan in God. And then he says to him, he says, if you see me, I told Pastor Ian, you know, there's this thing that the Lord just drew my attention to, Probably about a month ago in John chapter 14 he says if you continue in my word I thought Lord I am continuing I've been journeying with you for 30 years but I've just seen it he said I will manifest myself to you I will I, w- I will reveal myself I will make myself known and clear I'm like I'll take that Lord I'm a son of God who's journeying with God, I have a right to see the manifestation of God in my life. He said, if you see me, when I will go? And the scripture goes, I love, dot, dot, dot. They continued together to walk and talk together. Every moment in our journey with God, we have these opportunities where there's a little exit sign and we can come off the journey for a little while. And though there's mercy, I think there's a revelation of God today that we want to continue. That there's an anointing if we would desire today to receive from heaven that will help us to finish. The grace of God that will help us to finish what God has called us to. I believe when he said, if you see me, then you will receive. I believe what he was saying is, if you see eye to eye with me if you stay close to me, if you stay on the journey with me. So all of a sudden they have this discussion and the chariot comes and Elijah sees. And he cries out, because this will be tested in us. He cries out and he says, My father, my father. My father, my father. A true son. For his desire is not for his own ambition, for his own plans, but that the glory of his Father would be seen. That that too would be the heart that's in us. My Father, my Father, I will journey with you like we sing. I will lay it all down for the sake of your glory. I will become a defender of the faith. See, something goes on in the story. Oh, you know, in the story, he he tears his clothes and, you know, he takes up the mantle of Elijah. He strikes the water with Elijah's mantle. And I told Pastor Ian, I felt like he has this, like, a re- revelation. You all know this famous line, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And I feel like the Lord kind of, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but, you know, you'll see a word. And all of a sudden, I saw, here here is the lord god of elijah he knew he received the double portion he knew that what was on elijah was now on him the lord is provoking that in us today that we would come to the place where we know the holy spirit is in us and on us and through us for the purpose of his glory I'm almost done something happens after this when Elisha goes across again the Jordan and the sons of the prophets basically are watching afar and they basically what they this is what we don't want to be like so they're witnessing what happens and they see what's going on and they basically say to Elisha truly you have received the double portion of your master and so the scripture says they bow to him then they have this crazy idea because they're like there's 50 of us let us go because what if you know the lightning picked up elijah and dropped him on some mountain somewhere so there's 50 of us release us to go find him and so elisha says no because elisha knows god didn't drop him on a mountain somewhere he's gone But they won't listen to him. They saw the presence of God. They saw the move of God. But when the instruction came, they bowed, but they would not obey. They would not obey. And so the scripture says to the place of embarrassment, they harass Elisha. Let us go, let us go, let us go. And finally he says, Go. Suit yourself. Go look for him and so 50 men spend days looking for elijah but there's no elijah the chariot took his father home those are like maybe our old self where we could recognize we come to service and we might say i love the presence of god i love to go to the altar i love maybe to listen to things and to watch tv programs and love to go to bible school love to read books i love to hear about god but these sons of the prophets saw that the spirit of elijah the double portion they saw the very presence of god they witnessed it with their eyes but when they received instruction they didn't respond they went on and had this discussion with elisha and they said You know, there's a city, and I'm closing here. And they say, the city is pleasant, but it's barren. Sometimes God sends those who have made a decision to journey with him, who have made a decision to have faith in him, to have trust in him, to lay it all down And not mix what god is asking them to do with human reasoning but just hear what god is saying like joshua and be quiet and do what he's asking us to do no matter what it looks like so they begin to speak and they talk about the city that and what they're experiencing as a result of those who have bowed but not obeyed they say the city is pleasant but it's barren We've labored, you might say, and toiled, you might say. We've quoted the word, but there is no fruit. God's not called us to a life of fruitlessness. He's called us to a life of fruitfulness. He's called us, I said to pastor, I don't want to stand and lay my hands on people and just be an empty vessel that preaches hope but doesn't know that I carry the double portion, the gift of Holy Spirit. I want more than just to speak a word of encouragement. I want the very presence and the power. That was something that Elisha saw that day. Elijah said, what do you want? And I believe that God is asking us that same question today. And in the story, Elisha says, get me a bowl and get me some salt and because the water is causing everything to die and to be barren and to miscarry, even though everything they saw with their eyes looked good. There was no fruitfulness. Coming to church, being a Christian, loving God but never realizing that our inheritance is tied up in faith in trust and in moving in to possess making a choice Elisha declares that day I have God speaking healed these waters he pours the salt into the water and God declares I have healed these waters and the scripture says and the waters were healed I believe what the Lord is looking for us today is a determination in our heart something changed in me in Africa I don't know that I could exactly articulate it but I feel a little more relaxed when God asks me to journey and do things that I'm uncomfortable with that I'm able to bring up a little more inside of me who he is and his nature and it's able over time to bring me to the place where I actually experienced the strength of that. That is so important in our lives. Because if we can't get to that place where we trust Him, we'll go out the exit door. And if we continue to go out the exit door because it seems like the cost is too high, we continue to add, just like those prophets did, faith with unbelief or faith with reasoning. And we don't do what Joshua said, just do what the Lord is asking. No matter how hard it seems, Tina, there are certain things in life that you will never receive without sacrifice. He didn't say he's gonna make us sick. He didn't say he's gonna make us poor. He didn't say he's gonna make us live alone. Just that we would be okay with the discomfort of our flesh if need be so that we could learn more about him and journey in strength as a result of that trust. In Christ, we get to the place where we have the determination in our heart where we will go where others have gone before us. In Christ, we get to the place where nothing can stop us. In Christ, we get to the place where nothing is impossible. In Christ, we get to the place where we realize that we can walk as supernatural men and women of God. In Christ, we get to the place where we realize that we live and desire to live by the power of Holy Spirit and not a natural life. In Christ, we get to the place where we exchange our life for his, where we walk In the victory of Christ and in the name of Jesus this morning as I asked the Africa team to come and to spread across the front and I don't know what time it is because I haven't been looking and I've got a feeling that I'm going that it might be a little late but I believe there's there is impartation here for us to pick up that baton I believe there is impartation here to realize God might have spoken some things to you 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, one day ago that you reasoned was too hard and you dropped it and let it go. I'm here to tell you this morning that those things are lies. And in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit is here as you come to the altar. And you might be one of those that have said, yes I had the fervor yes I walked in the zeal yes I lived with great purpose but right now I'm living in a dry place right now maybe I'm living in the desert and and right now maybe I'm standing on the other side of the Jordan and you're right the water stands between me and my promises it's a huge obstacle and I don't know how to get the things that God has for me I believe that there's something that we received as we went to Africa in the area of an impartation, something that will spark the life of God on the inside of us or even spark us to the place where we come to the place where we say yes to that decision to journey in faith and in trust and let that dream rise again in our hearts. I believe what holy spirit is doing is breaking the power of every lie in the name of jesus where we may have bowed and not obeyed in our lives where we have may have mixed faith with doubt in our lives where human reason may have gotten the the best of us where we got to the place where we don't feel like god is really able anymore he's sort of able maybe i'm not sure And i believe that just like that new vessel that there's a new voice that holy spirit desires to speak to every single one of our hearts today it's the voice of truth in the name of jesus that causes us to move forward and have that determination of heart not fear that says nothing can stop me because god is with me i'm declaring this morning that i'm on this journey that I receive the promise of Holy Spirit, the gift of Holy Spirit, the promise of of the devil, and receive all that God has for me in the name of Jesus. And I believe as we come to the altar, maybe you take a few moments as you just sit in your seat, that you acknowledge these things, that you acknowledge maybe the letting go, that you acknowledge maybe the laying down, but today before each and every one of us leave, We realize that there is the ministry of reconciliation, the mercy of God to say, God, I got afraid. I'm sorry, but today I choose to pick up that baton. I realized that fear was keeping me away from the dream, from the legacy, from the plan that you have. And I'm no longer willing no longer willing to keep taking the exit doors of my life but i ask that you would come and that you would fill me with grace and strength to continue and journey with you in the name of jesus hallelujah amen so if you would like prayer we have teams of people who are here sometimes it's just that act of faith where we say you know what god i've heard you speak Maybe it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but this is my way of saying I'm stepping back in again so I can cross over in the name of Jesus.